This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. About Take a look back at the year in real estate. After the red hot real estate market and the big price jumps we saw, we saw a lot of government intervention into the real estate market, a big softening of prices as a result. But as 2019 unfolded, we've seen uh, some rebounding of the housing market as well. Let's check in now with Steve Soretsky. He's a Vancouver Realtor and housing analyst. Steve, it's nice to talk to you again. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me on. Hey, Steve, when we look back at the start of the year, I remember 2019 was the real downturn in housing, and it sort of, it sort of, sort of continued very soft at the, at the start of the year, right? Yeah, it's, uh, because if you look at the first sort of half of 2019, if you take those first cumulative like six months um, and compare them historically to, you know, the six months of, of any sort of start of the year, it was actually the slowest, uh, it was the fewest number of home sales, uh, whether that be condos, townhouses, et cetera, uh, across greater Vancouver in 20 years. So we got off to basically the slowest start um, to the first half of 2019 in, in a 20-year period. So um, yeah, I know it was an incredibly weak year, and then uh, obviously it started to pick up in the back half of 2019, where we actually saw sales uh, basically normalize, um, come in sort of around more of a long-term historical average. Okay, was that sort of downturn in sales? Is, would you point to directly to the government taxation and intervention that we saw? Uh, I personally don't. I mean, obviously, I think it's hard to pinpoint. I think that there's so many factors, right? That you can't pinpoint one or two and say, yeah, that, that's what did it. Uh, I look at it personally and say, I, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, real housing prices, real estate prices, basically, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's like a bond but with, with a roof over it. So you look at it uh, in, in simpler terms. What I mean by that is, is interest rates in December of 2018 and into January of 2019, you had five-year fixed mortgage rates uh, hovering around 3.6%. So uh, when you're talking about house prices where they are, um, and most people, the reality is most people have to borrow a lot of money uh, to get into the housing market. When you have interest rates tick up from up to 3.6% and you're borrowing dollars mm-hmm. you know, that, that's, that's, that increases your, 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 your monthly borrowing co- costs a lot. And then we actually saw what happened was in the bond market is we saw these five-year fixed mortgages go from 36 all the way down to about 2.6%. Uh, so when you're talking uh, a full 1% drop in, in mortgage interest rates, um, I think that makes a huge impact on the market. So I think, you know, that, that helped. Uh, I think that people have started to di- digest, you know, the mortgage stress test, the BC speculation tax, empty homes tax. I think a lot of those policies initially shocked the market. Obviously, when those policies are brought in, people naturally expect prices to move lower, which they did. And then what we saw was basically... Um, you know, mortgage rates coming off 100 basis points, and that sort of helped spur some activity in the market. Okay, first half of 2019, the market was pretty soft, but as you mentioned, Steve, uh, market bouncing back. to. So what did you call it, kind of a normalization of the market that we've seen? Yeah, it's, it's a normalization. I mean, I think there's a, people are drawing a lot of conclusions and, and extrapolations of recent performance, you know, in, into the future in 2020. Um, it, it's really hard to say what the outlook is, but I would basically just say, listen, you know, the first half of 2019 was abnormally weak. I mean, having a 20-year low in, in home sales when you have basically an economy at full employment, you know, wage growth at 4 or 5%, um, you know, inflows of population, like that, it shouldn't be that low. So 
I think it was initially very, very low because everyone thought interest rates were going higher. People thought prices were moving lower. And now what we've seen is basically some of that pent up demand has started to pull the trigger. So we've seen basically sales go from 20 year lows to basically a normalization, which is a, a drastic shift in really just a couple months. But, um, yeah, so it, it's hard to say necessarily what the outlook is going to be for 2020, but I mean, we can certainly dive into some of those, some of those pieces. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm interested in your take on 2020 for sure. What about the um, offshore buyers and foreign buyers in the market? Is, is that kind of dried up or are we still seeing a lot of money coming in from places like China into the real estate market here? Yeah, so I think that's an important uh, conclusion to, to look at. So basically the market right now is still extremely segregated. So um, you know, the high-end luxury market is still very soft. There, there's no there's no questions about that. Uh, I think a lot of that has to do that the, the Chinese money uh, is simply not purchasing to the levels that it was, obviously, in, in the boom that we had uh, several years ago. So right. Chinese money is pulled back. That's not necessarily just a Vancouver phenomenon. I think that's happening in a lot of these major metros across North America. Uh, so that luxury market is still really soft. What we're seeing is is most of the activity is actually in the quote-unquote, more affordable segments of the market where basically locals here that are earning local incomes, well, you know, what can they afford? So we're seeing, you know, one-bedroom, two-bedroom condos, uh, entry-level single-family detached houses. Uh, those, those are doing quite well. Okay, how about housing starts and construction in, in the city? Because one of the things that whenever I talk to people in the, in the real estate sector, they often say, you know, the government's bringing in a lot of taxes to try and cool off this market. Why don't we just... Do instead of doing demand side stuff, why don't we do supply side stuff and build more stuff? Like let's build more houses people can buy. Like what's the situation with housing starts right now? Yeah, so I mean I definitely am, am in the camp that you know the government has gotten in the way and they have slowed. I mean I think housing you know, housing starts or housing under construction could certainly be higher, but to say that you know we have been building uh, is definitely an understatement. We actually have just over 45,000 units, uh, new homes under construction across greater Vancouver. Uh, okay. that's, and that is an all-time record high. So a lot of those units will start to complete uh, in the next you know, 12 to 24 months. Uh, housing starts are actually just around all-time highs right now as well, um, or very close to it. So uh, there's a lot of new construction on the way. I mean, obviously, I, I am in the camp that you know, that number probably could be higher. Um, but at the end of the day, we, are, we do have a record number of new homes coming to the market uh, over the next several years. So I think that uh, will certainly help keep uh, keep things in check here moving forward. Okay, are they selling well? I mean, are they like pre-sale condos? How are they doing? Yeah, yeah. so I mean, part of that is, yeah, a lot the pre-sale market, uh, it is still relatively sluggish. Um, I think a lot of that, too, has to do with, with the demand in, uh, you know, from, from overseas. Uh, the reality is, is a lot of the high-rise concrete, you know, buildings, the big towers were marketed uh, overseas and they did garner a lot of interest. So uh, that market still isn't really buying, uh, you know, uh, at the pace that they used to be. So we're seeing, uh, you know, weak activity in that market. You know, you're seeing a lot of developers offering incentives and we should see a lot, a lot of those developer incentives start to ramp up in the Chinese New Year coming up here. Okay, how about you mentioned um, affordability and and the more affordable sector of the market, if we can call it that? Are there any parts of Metro Vancouver where, you know, that you that you sort of see what what are the sort of the price trends of sort of across the region? Uh, well, I mean, I can tell you, like specifically like in the city of Vancouver. I mean, if you're looking for a one bedroom under, you know, six hundred six hundred fifty thousand, there's a good chance you're going to be in multiple offers. 
Um, that's there's just really not a whole lot of supply still um, yeah. for that affordability stuff. Like you know, if you look at stuff that you know we've been building, say in the city of Vancouver, I mean, a lot of these developments are getting launched at fifteen hundred bucks a square foot and up. So uh, that's just not really you know, an attainable price for, for a lot of buyers. And so you're right. still seeing a lot of, you know, these local buyers get back, trying to get into the resale market, you know, 10, 15, 20 year old buildings that are priced, you know, under that sort of 600 K threshold. Um, there's just still a shortage of supply for, for that product. Okay. Steve, what do you see in 2020? Uh, I think that, that, you know, nothing has really changed from a structural standpoint. I mean, I think that uh, obviously Vancouver is always a global city and there's going to be demand there. But I think that there are still some structural things that, again, we've talked about record supply coming to the market uh, over the next couple of years. Uh, I mean, obviously, we know the, you know, I think the economy is clearly starting to slow down. We have Canadian consumer insolvencies growing at their fastest pace in, in uh, you know, 20 years. Uh, the labor market is certainly slowing down, et cetera. So I think that those are certainly headwinds that we'll be watching. Uh, I think interest interest rates play a key component. Um, those start to come up again, but still you have mortgages yeah. under 3%. So that that's a headwind. So I think overall, you know, if you're asking to sort of summarize it, uh, just maybe crystal ball it, I think that it's going to be a relatively subtle 2020. I wouldn't expect, um, you know, any, any sort of drastic downturn, but I don't really think you're going to see you know, uh, price acceleration that uh, I think a lot of people are sort of been banking on over the last couple of months. What does your gut tell you about interest rates in the new year going up? I mean, but the economy's softening. I wonder if the interest rates might stay where they are. Yeah, that's the thing. I think uh, that's a hard one to pinpoint because I think yeah. that uh, we're starting to see yields push up again. Uh, there's this kind of reflation trade globally in asset prices, and I think we're starting to you know, Vancouver is a beneficiary of that. Uh, but if there's a true reflation and a recovery, so to speak, uh, in the market, thanks to, you know, central banks aggressively cutting interest rates, then your yield should naturally push higher, which again is now becomes a headwind for housing. So uh, I'm personally in the camp that uh, towards, you know, later on, I think that we're still going to see lower yields. I think that the economy's, uh, in my opinion, is going to continue to slow, but it, that's, that's really hard to say. All right. If I, if I had to guess, that would be my guess. 604-280-9898 is the number to call. Star 9898, toll free on your cell. Judy in White Rock, hi. Hi. Hi there, Judy. What well, do you want to say? Um, well, I think what would really help, I am a developer out here. I think what would really help the public to understand the whole process and why there isn't affordable housing and all is to have free symposiums put on by contractors, developers, architectural firms, government. There, it is such a complicated situation of one, there is no land, and if there is, it is jammed in or you're waiting for construction and rezoning to come in from the cities. There's enormous millions of dollars that are asked by the cities to be put up front before you ever start out of the ground. The delay on the time from the city planning departments, then you've got your materials to build and try and find them at a common sense value because later you're going to sell it to the public and they can't afford those costs. Then try to find the guys who build the building. Right yeah, now they say there's yeah. a shortage of staff. I can tell you there isn't in the construction field. There's nobody wanting to do the job. The young guys, they want to go home. It's Friday night. So mm-hmm. I would suggest education to the public so they understand. Also, once you get it up, if you can, at the cost you will go at a minimum. What young person in this province is going to be able to afford on a monthly and live his life 
three, four, five hundred thousand dollars worth of rate. I don't care what the interest rate is. Okay, Judy, thank you very much for the call. You know what, Steve? That's kind of a, a replay of a, a discussion I've had with a lot of developers and builders in Metro Vancouver over the past year with some of the complaints that they got. But what, your thoughts on her comments? Yeah, I think it's a valid argument. Like, uh, I think that there's certainly like a lot of bureaucracy around development here. Uh, I mean, like, you know, at the end of the day, is like you can't really please everybody, right? So, you know, nobody, if for example, it's like it's such a long process. You have to get the whole neighborhood on board, go through this long, lengthy rezoning process. You know, we don't want density in our neighborhood. Well, it's like, you know, you, you, you realistically just can't have both. You can't have, you know, a, affordable housing and then, you know, but you, if you don't want to, you know, upzone or densify, like, I mean, you're talking single family homes that, you know, two, three, four million dollars. You have to think who's the, who's the, who's the buyer for that product in five, right. 10, 15 right. years. Yeah. Uh, it's certainly not going to be the millennials coming up. No, let's go to Jane and Victoria. Hi, Jane. It doesn't matter if they build a billion houses, uh, and I'm not a golfer, but I think they should leave the, leave the golf courses alone. But the houses that they're building, the majority of them are going to people from the rest of Canada or from foreign countries. I think it's time we put a law on that we don't sell to foreign countries, and citizenship used to be seven years. It, then it reduced it many years ago to two years. I think it should be back to seven or ten years. And maybe it's less than two now. Okay. And, and all the houses are building does not help people that ha- have have generations from BC and Canada because they can't afford it. So okay, Jane. Okay, Jane. So it doesn't thanks. matter how many they build. It's it's only it's not doing any good to the people that are right. British Columbians. It's doing a good for pe- they're just bringing more people from Canada and the other part of the world. Well, how much can Canada hold? Thank Do you p- for thank you for the call, uh, we just, Steve. We just got thirty seconds left. Despite that, as you said, you've you've seen kind of a drying up of the offshore sales in your estimation. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's kind of pivoted back to to the local market. Uh, yeah, I think it's just kind of reality, which I think is okay. probably a, a sigh of relief for for a lot of uh, I guess local people here trying to enter the housing market. Although, although the prices still are high, as as uh, as as has been pointed out several times today. Steve, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Take you care. Bet. Steve Soretsky, Vancouver Realtor. He's a, and a housing analyst. Uh, phone me on the buzz line if you didn't get through. 604-331-2899. When we come back, uh, let's go back to our hot topic today. Vancouver's municipal golf courses, should they be turned into social housing? This is Mike Smith. Stick around.